Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Jericho from the book of Joshua, chapters 5 and 6. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. My name is Jeremy Spittle, and I am drinking Kirkland Signature Premium Small Batch Bourbon, Tennessee Straight Bourbon Wicks. 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 Oh, <laughs> he drank half the bottle years. already. Kirkland makes whiskey? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, they white label it. Oh, right. Nice. Who's this guy? Kirkland Whiskey. Uh, I didn't know we were going this direction, but it, yeah. I'm, I'm Eric. He's eating with the storyteller. Oh, hey, yeah, Eric. it makes a lot of sense. And I'm drinking a... Uh, Cherry Coke Zero. Yeah. That's my favorite of the of the Zeros. Zeros. Yeah. yeah. The Cherry Coke good. Zero. My name is Jameson, and I am drinking Legent, Kentucky Straight, uh, aged in wine and sherry casks. Uh, Legent is a product of Jim Beam. So, but uh, ah. a specialty. But it's nice. You can, you can get the nuances of the sherry casks in it. It's nice. Such a mature palate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brett Hinky and I'm drinking my feelings. <laughs> uh, and I'm also drinking I'm also drinking the Largent. Largent? Lar- Legion? Legion. <laughs> I, I had into football I had size. I had size yeah, on my hand. Going back on my hands. I had size in my hands. <laughs> size on my mind. I think Brett drank more of that than you. Yeah. Was it uh, <laughs> Steve Largent? He yeah, was a Steve receiver Largent. for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. That's yeah. like Deep 90, mm. like. Like 1990, 91. Wow. Like she might have retired in 92. He also ran yeah. for Congress. Oh. He was, uh, he was a congressman for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. So he won. He not only ran, but oh, won. Oh, he ran and won. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Hmm. Yeah. Good for Steve Largent. Largent. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm Josh and I'm drinking Filibuster, the Boondoggler whiskey. Uh, from Mowertown, Virginia, right over on uh, 81, I believe, Shenandoah area. And it's uh, yummy. Awesome. I've never heard of Mowertown. Neither. I haven't, it, I, until I looked at the label, because I was sure it was in Shenandoah, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, what's over there? Shenandoah Valley. Like Shenandoah Valley Harrison area, Burns. yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Like, uh, oh, like Stan, front Skyline Royal. Drive, front, south of Front Royal. Yeah, though. Front Royal is not Shenandoah. Oh. Yeah. New uh, market. You take 66 to yeah. 81 and go south. Yeah. And it's yeah. over there somewhere. Yeah. We got you. But anyway. Stop. A little Washington. Yeah. I heard about it and I thought I'd try it and it's delicious. All right. I'll try not to filibuster tonight and leave room for our storyteller to talk about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. Make a nice. Well, nice. That was really good. Segue. Yeah, really. But that was like NPR quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too bad I got to cut it. There is like a big, there's like a, there's like a fat politician on the bottle of filibuster. That's my favorite kind of politician. Yeah. I like them big and chunky. That's what they all are in their heart. I like my politicians. I like big and juicy. None of these in shape people. I like, gotta have your politicians fat. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Brent. I'm drinking the good reverend kombucha lemon nice. blueberry flavor. I've had uh, that before. It's really good. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. How do you determine uh, your flavors? Like, you just you just do some experiments, throw a bunch of stuff in, and see what tastes good. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have an idea of what sort of flavors are going to go well together. You know, orange and mango, lemon, blueberry, citrus and ginger. Ooh, citrus ginger. That's, cool. that's my. Do you have favorite. a blackberry? We no, we don't have a blackberry. Ooh. Do you like we have the like lemon blueberry. Right, uh, that's which is not a blackberry. It's not a blackberry. That would be the closest we have. Cherry vanilla. I do like blueberries. Cherry vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know we great. Try to a commercial. <laughs> you know what's great on a podcast is dead air. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than on a radio show because at least you can cut it out on yeah, a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gold. I think we gotta leave. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we got to leave that in. <laughs> we definitely not, hit the I'm wall. I'm not going to cut a single kombucha. second off of yeah, that. Don't yeah, don't do that. Well, I'm telling the story. Okay. Uh, it was it was actually kind of hard to pick an angry God story because <laughs> there's so so many to choose from. So I chose I chose Jericho because it's it's a Bible story that for for most people who have grown up in in church, they've heard the story from oh, this yeah. victorious perspective of yeah. you know how God crushed the walls and and but it's never really told empathetically in the slightest to the people who live in Jericho, <laughs> you know? Can you answer the question of what does it mean when we say or sing Joshua fit the battle of Jericho? I found that out today. I always thought it was fought the battle and that's how I sung it. But then I saw that because I was doing a little prep because that's what I do. Oh. Um, and <laughs> nice. there was a, it's a me. yeah, it's a, it was a um, African-American spiritual and it was called, but and the the words were yeah. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came a tumbling down. A oh, tumbling down. Yeah. Oh, I was now I remember this one. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Oh, I thought it was fought too. Jericho. Yeah. Like, so it was yeah. like um, Jericho. What do you call that? Like local vernacular. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that was like a just like a yeah like a. But it means slang is that thing. What you're saying? I think maybe it was just a slang thing that meant yeah. that, or is that a colloquialism? Could be. No. Maybe when they made the song, they were just repeating what they had heard without full knowledge of what they had heard. So they're just like, this is our song. We don't care really what it means. We're just singing. The way I was, the way I remember it was Joshua. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. That seems even more just like accent, but yeah. But I, I did see it written today. As I remember fit. it as Josh fit bat Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> I remember it just because my name is Joshua, and so yeah. I've had it multiple times in my life when I would say I'm Josh or Joshua, and they'd be like, "Like Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho," and I'd be like, "Yes, I guess so." But is it's it, just also is it name. pretty common? Yeah, well, in the South, people would say yeah. that. That happened to me in the South when I was in the military. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I even I had one woman sing it to me, like, "Like Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho," and I'm like, oh. uh, "Yeah, it's just Josh. Yeah. Hey, what's up?" You know. <laughs> I wish I, had a song. I wish I had a song for your name. <laughs> <laughs> and then Josh was like, I'm sorry you're so ignorant. It's actually fought. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't have any stories like that. Like, what do people say when you say my name is I hear it all the Jameson. time. Jameson. Oh. Oh, the, like, oh, like the whiskey? Yeah. I love it. Sorry, that was me. That was me when I first met Jameson. I get Jameson. that all the time. <laughs> what about Eric? What do, what do people say to you? Uh, nothing. Uh, my name is Eric Smith. I don't get anything. They like, say, like, is that a made up name? Estrada? What's your real name? Like, yeah. Like <laughs> Eric Estrada from Chips? Yeah. I'm, I'm like Eric the Red? That. The Viking? You, did I told you guys that? What? That you I was Eric named after the... Eric Estrada because my mom thought he was really hot. No. Oh, no. really? Yeah, dead serious. Yeah. But you're Eric yeah, with a K, Eric like the K. Viking, Eric though, right? Eric Estrada's name is with a K. Eric Estrada's with a K? Yeah. I never would have guessed that. All right. It happens. We should probably get into the story. Yeah, let's yeah. do, let's do right. that. I'm telling the right. story tonight. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to the let's story. Let's do it, Brent. All right. So After you, Brent. we'll jump right into it, starting in Joshua chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Yeah. So what happens next? <laughs> now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Wait a minute. Are you going to read it, the whole thing? Am I not supposed... Oh, wait. That's right. We don't... <laughs> Sorry. We don't have that much That's right, I forgot. Okay. No, yeah, you just tell the story. I'm just telling the story. So yeah. Joshua encounters this like yeah. massive angel and Or um, pre-incarnate Jesus. If you want to be one of those. Yeah, people. it also calls oh, some him people think that. It also know. it calls him the commander of the, the Lord's army, but yep. then it also calls him the Lord. So Christophany. Who, knows, who yeah. knows what that is? Uh so tells Joshua to take off his Clo- is not closed shoes. It's holy ground. Let's see where where are we really getting started here. Okay. What happens? I got it, guys. Okay, I got this. So Joshua, uh, the angel tells uh, Josh Joshua that they're going to take Jericho. This is the first city I think after they crossed over the River Jordan into. The promised land. What do you think the angel sound like when he said it? Oh, yeah. What did mm-hmm. the angel sound like? Mm. 
You got you do great voices. What do you think the angel sounded like? Like what would he have said to Josh? Mm. Well, I, I would have been it, in Hebrew. I well, and no. I, I think it would have probably sounded like yeah, multiple voices. Yeah, you do an impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> you do tell us what, he, what do you sound like? Probably The Witcher. All right, do it. Oh, well, I can't the do The Witcher. Then do something. Do a do a, an approximation. Okay, okay, here we go. All right, let's like see. Like the like the Henry Cavill Witcher, or does The Witcher have a voice in the in the video game? I didn't know there was a video game. Oh, mm. isn't it based on a video game? Yeah, it's yeah, actually, it's isn't it based I've just on seen the show. a graphic novel or like a graphic yeah. novel or story yeah. that they made a video game and yeah. then they made it into a TV show? I don't actually yeah. remember what The Witcher sounds like. It's based like. on an I old Negro spiritual. Like, and he's <laughs> they made like a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> so, who, who, the angel. We want to hear come on. Come on, Brent. anymore. We want to hear your best angel voice. Okay, all right. It's probably British. The angel's probably British. All right. Here we go. The the commander of the Lord's army replied... See, Ed would be so much better at this. <laughs> oh, not, just, okay. No way. Yeah, because because he's got that good deep... The angel's uh, not trying to seduce you. I just hear like this... <laughs> no? Boom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey. Take off your sandals. Mm. For the place where you are standing is holy. Mm. Well, that was really good. And Joshua did so. Yeah, that was good. I would too. Was it? Word? Uh, Yeah. That was intense. I literally just took off my sandals. (laughs) (laughs) If Ed had done it, he would have took his pants off accidentally. (laughs) He'd be like, Joshua, take off your sandals. And he'd be like, what? Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Now, take (laughs) off. Oh, gosh. So the and commander of the Lord's says, army. I want to take off my sandals. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't wanna. So the commander of the Lord's army tells Joshua this marching order to travel around Jericho one time a day for six days in a row, and then on the seventh day to travel around it seven times. And nobody says a word. And then after the seventh time, the priests blow the trumpets. Everyone shouts and the walls of the city fall down. And God tells the Israelites, kill all of the fighting men and all of the women and all of the young and all of the old and all of the animals and everything that has breath in it. To die. Why don't you think God just said kill everything? But in I the mean, Bible, it says been, that the, uh, the that, angels lists out kill everyone. I know. Young, the old been, men and women. It would have been much more succinct just to say. Yeah. Kill everybody. Way less dramatic. But it's not true. everybody. I mean, I don't think they're going for succinct. He also told them to march Rahab around for a whole week. <laughs> they just said, I'm going to knock the walls down tomorrow. Kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take a time here, boys. We're gonna take a time. <laughs> but but not everybody was killed because Rahab and her family. She was oh, specifically, specifically called out. Is that a part of the story? Is that you, that's not? I, was I wasn't really going to be going down. We did. That. I thought we did the Rahab we story once. Yeah. Yeah. Episode fourteen. I looked. Is that what I was looking? Oh, I went back. I was like, I know we talked about innkeeper prostitute for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think what yeah. the story was for that. Yeah, yeah. So then what happened? <laughs> So then Joshua and, and his, you know, and Israel, they do it and do what? They, they march they, around. They do the whole thing, right. everything that they were told. Was they it march just, around the city. Was it just Joshua marching or was it everybody? It was everybody, but the, the, priests, the entire the nation. The priests were blowing marched, the trumpets. Marched. Ahead of the army. Or maybe it was all the fighting. I think it was a priest in the, the, the army. army. Yeah, the what was the army. Didn't they break a jar of oil Didn't they break a jar of oil when they did at the end too? Isn't I didn't that actually really prepare no, much for think, this. I don't think I really <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just going to get to read it. You didn't have the jars with uh, I feel like it's immaterial. You know, Gideon. You this is our Gideon? classic Bible on the Rocks where we Because yeah. this isn't even like the direction. Yeah, this like... Because I'm not even so much matter. focused about it's the killing everybody in the city that matters. That's right? what I want to talk <laughs> yes. about. Like, is this ang- like so? This Wait. So what happens next? <laughs> Everyone dies <laughs> except except Rahab. Except Rahab and, and, the yeah, and her family. Does it say everyone dies, or did they did yes. they do that? Yeah, they did. Did they, they do did. what they were supposed to? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everyone there dies, so- and they somebody- up the gold and silver. <clears throat> this round of booty all went to God. The soldiers and everything weren't able to keep their stuff. What, how yeah. did they give it to them? 
Like, which means they gave it to Joshua. <laughs> they gave it to the priests. Is well, what that means, right? Yeah. And all of the silver and gold went to the priests, right? Went to well, went to God's treasure. To the government. That could be another. Yeah. the priests need rabbit trail to make things that they don't worship, but still are made of gold and look really cool. I'm just kidding. Anyway, but the focus, I agree. Back to. The fact that they killed everybody. And this is yeah, just so one it, good example of God, right, telling people to kill everybody. Yeah, See, that's just story. one example, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is there an end to the story? <clears throat> well, let's just say that's the end of the story. They yeah. do it. Walls fall down. The Israelites, you know, do what, quote, unquote, God told them to do. And and that's, that's really what I want to kind of – the question I want to raise is – this is written in the Bible. Do we think that God actually commanded those things, or do we think that that's what they believed God was saying? But now that we're, you know, 3,500 years removed from this event, was there progressive revelation of who God is? Does Jesus and the whole revelation of the nature and heart of God as revealed in Jesus does it help us look back on an event like this and say, that's what they believed, but now we believe something different because Christ has superseded, completed, um, evolved? I mean, the answer to your question is, who knows? We're going to act yeah. like we do. No. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us. No, but we can have a <laughs> But we also have perspectives. Hey, shortest story, yeah, yeah, yeah. shortest commentary. No, I, think <laughs> I think there's several like interpretations. So supersession is one, right? So basically there was... What do you mean by supersession? So that's like a key thing for a lot of Christian faiths. So Catholic, Protestant, and Greek Orthodox believe in supersession. And they believe that Paul is basically saying, hey, the Jews missed out. I'm being the chosen people. So Christians now supersede and are the chosen people. No, and that follows from an interpretation. That's not what you're saying, but mm -hmm. supersession is a thing, but that follows from an interpretation of basically like God tried, God did this old thing where he tried this thing with people and a nation and it didn't work out. So then he flipped over and decided to so fail the first time. Yeah. So, tried. yeah so that's <laughs> the problem. That's part of the problem with it is <laughs> this idea that they're, that, uh, God tried with Israel and it didn't work out, so now he's going to do Jesus. Which is actually, I think that's a problem because then it makes God like inconsistent. <clears throat> Though if you think about it, it's his third attempt because then he also failed prior to Moses and tried again with Moses. I mean uh, Noah. I mean with Noah. Yeah. I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean it's a uh, the the whole book is a a litany of failure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Uh, what book of the Bible we read here? Joshua? This is Joshua, Joshua yeah. 5 and 6. But well, like, one of the interpretations is what you said, at least when in my research, one of the interpretations is that this is like there was an evolution of religion and the Jews were just products of their time. So this is what they thought. And then eventually we evolved into a different religion that, that's about God being that's merciful. That's a totally secular stuff. view, right? I think so because yeah. I think, I think, the part that, that that's problem there is like, all right, so Moses was either a prophet or he wasn't, right? Like, did he speak directly to God? And then this story has the commander of God's army telling them to do that. So if you're to take them at their word that God told them, then you'd have to say, oh, this was just them writing stuff down. Moses wasn't really a prophet. It's just they just wrote this stuff down. Cause that's, that's, that's the problem with kind of that view, I think. With I mean, what view? The view that... It, uh, we're just, we just have a more progressive religion now. That's more oh, gotcha. accurate. Gotcha. This was, this is effectively early Israeli propaganda to justify what they did. Well, you right. gotta remember too. Or probably, it probably wasn't government. written. It, right. It's all, it's a guarantee it wasn't written down until hundreds of years after whatever happened happened. And kind of like they, when you write fit instead of fought yeah. later on. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, exactly like that. That's exactly what happened. So yeah. at some point, somebody's writing this down. They were probably in exile and they were like trying to cheer each other up. And somebody wrote this and were like, F those Germandians. Jericomidians. How do you say Jericans? Jericans. Fuck those Jericans. Well, there wouldn't have been any of them left if they totally destroyed the city. There wouldn't they be come back 500 years later. 
Who does? The Jer- the, the Jerokians. 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 Even Jesus goes to Jericho and he meets Zacchaeus there or something. But it's a while. It's empty for a long time. What's uh, And the archaeological record supports that, that it's empty for 500 years. Well, it was. But they disagree uh, on cursed. the battle. Joshua cursed it. Joshua or, cursed or it just it. comes down to faith and that God directed them to do this. And, I mean, who would think, oh, I'm going to mark uh, this giant city that's walled in. How am I going to get in there? Uh, all I have to do is march around the city once a day. And then on the seventh day, all of a sudden, because we all scream, like all the walls are going to come t- falling down. Like, you know, I think it. Maybe came. it's like the Death Star they where there was like one stone. If you pulled it out, all the walls fell down. And it was just a secret code to tell Rahab when to pull that stone. On tumble. <laughs> <laughs> the walls, the walls it was came a stone. On no tumbling. Sorry. Yeah. Tumbling. And it was no bigger than a womp rat. Right. Yeah. The stone was no bigger than a womp rat. So I, uh, I, I hear what you're saying, uh, Jameson, but what about all the Jerichomites? Jer- <laughs> Jerichomites. To be honest, I think if we do it differently every time, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> like all well, those I people see, that died, feeling, what those kids do wrong? Yeah, well, I have a feeling God that they, was they like, must have those kids. I, they must have sinned and angered God, and that's kind we of... Definitely so do the Israelites and humans. he didn't kill all their babies? <laughs> he, here and there he would. <laughs> Here and there, like when they when they made it through the desert, not every all the soldiers that had made it through uh, um, the sea, the parting of the sea, didn't make it to the promised land. He, God made sure that they died. They weren't they weren't going to see the promised land. Yeah, so, but they I mean, died of natural causes, not well, because well, he not did because send the snakes like, to kill. But some it was of them. also a punishment. <laughs> when he was mad about I something mean, else. It was, a, it was a punishment. I mean, God. So do you there's think? Plenty of times in the Bible, God has shown punishment to those that. Have disobeyed or like yeah, you know, slaughtering not. babies, dude. There's an there's an argument. God is, there's an argument that uh, I'll get there in a second. One of the arguments <laughs> is, <laughs> is yeah, he was he was punishing the people in Canaan. Were they Jerichoans or were they Canadians? They were I mean, on they were all uh, in the land. They were all Canaanite subset Jerokians. So one of the arguments <laughs> is just like when Jerichites. just like when <laughs> Jesus calls, I think it's Darius, right, is his servant, or Nebuchadnezzar is his servant. Because God uses Nebuchadnezzar to punish the Israelites, there's an argument that the, he's using the Israelites to punish the Canaanites because of all their false gods. All right, so, so here's my feeling. I think, and, and in Moses, like all the babies were killed when when Moses, like you know, the king went around and slaughtered all the the firstborns. Like yeah, God let yeah, that, that happen. I mean, it's well, I mean, like, letting bad things happen because we have free will and, and commanding commanding other people to kill babies is very different. Mm-hmm. And right? I think it gets to the point. I think that Brent. I mean, he also kills the firstborn. Because how do you compare a God yeah, that does he that, does do that. Yeah. to Jesus who <clears throat> absolutely who dies for everybody exactly else? My point. So right. here's what I would how say. How do those things mesh? I don't so, know if there's a good... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So here's my... I have, yeah, a, I have a theory. I feel like I've mentioned this here before, but either way. So I think good and evil exist separate from God. And if you look at like the... In the garden, right? He has the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God has rules, and sinning is when you break God's rules. Most of the time, that means you did something wrong. But sometimes it just means you did what God didn't want you to do, and it's not necessarily evil. And sometimes God does things, mostly, most of the time, God does things that are quote unquote good, but sometimes God does things that are evil, but we don't get to call him on it necessarily because he's God and he's an authority over us, just like sometimes your parent or the government or whatever does something wrong. And you sort of are at powerless to affect it because of their role and where they are in the world. And that's the God that would say, like, I love you, even though I didn't make that. What's the alternative? Even though I didn't make that. Hey, I think you did something wrong, so I'm not going to worship you and then I'm going to die. I don't know what I mean. So to that point, I mean, one of the commandments, thou shalt have no other God before me. We. God has said that he's a jealous God, mm-hmm. and I think the people of Jericho angered him, and, and he was jealous because they were worshiping the wrong God. They were worshiping idols, because I think part of the passage says, take certain parts of the, you know, the booty, the gold and silver, but leave some of it, otherwise it's going to corrupt you. Like, there's parts of 
what they had there in the city that if the soldiers, once the wall falls down and they go in, if they take parts of what's in there, it, I, I think some of the passage says it will corrupt you if you take this. So I think, well, well, they had that- the very next passage, I think is, uh, Aiken yeah. had, had kept some of the, the gold yeah. and silver and then he supposedly like, just set on fire miraculously by God or something. Isn't, right. uh, isn't jealousy electrocuted a sin? Or, so. Yeah, you'd think so. Well, I don't know. So it is for everybody else. Yeah. But you, but if you are the one. That's some like, shit, dude. I can't even. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like a Venn, I think it's a Venn diagram <laughs> that's like good and evil and God, not God. Yeah. And there's a lot of overlap, but it's not a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> when is God's, jealousy a sin? Feeling jealous or acting on jealous? Jealousy is one of the seven mortal sins if you go by like the Catholics in the middle. What, are, the they, what are they? I only know it from the maybe R- seven. Me too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rage, gluttony, gluttony, sloth, and. Be, it's just kind of like jealousy. I'm pretty sure we could find a verse that says, "Don't be jealous." Yes, 100. percent hey, even if it's just in Proverbs, but right. I, yeah, but there are scripture verses that also say God is a jealous God. So, so that's what I mean. So I think God. God, so God is sinful. God is angry, and someone we should be scared of all right? the time, dude. I mean, close. I don't. What, that doesn't I, make sense because we're Americans and we hate the idea the of authority. The New Testament. <laughs> the New Testament says He's love, all love. And that well, that's fear, where I think the Trinity part is confusing. The New Testament says perfect love casts out fear, and God is love. But so yet, it doesn't, yet, what you're saying yeah. doesn't make sense. Seems like Jesus meets a violent end for a purpose, though. <clears throat> yeah, he was offhandedly like murdered by the Romans. But I think was, Jesus is the one who's saying, like, wasn't that his hey, I'm here though? to protect you from my angry dad. And yeah. I'm dying for you. He doesn't ever say that. I mean, he just made all of that up. He <laughs> infers it. No, he doesn't. He directly I mean, our, says he directly. Paul infers it is the theology of Jesus as the sacrifice for our sin. Someone had to die for all the bad things we've done because God is angry and violent and he wants people to die for disobeying him. The word that Jesus used for himself was ransom, not sacrifice. Ooh. Paul said sacrifice. Jesus said ransom. Ooh. The difference between a sacrifice and ransom is who's paying who. But what does John the Baptist uh, call him? The sacrifice. No, what does John the Baptist call him when he's seen him? What does it say? The Lamb oh, of God. John the Baptist? What's he called? The Lamb of God. Jesus. The, the Lamb, Lamb of God, God right? Because yeah. he's a sacrifice. Yeah. But Jesus says he pays the ransom, like, because I can pay it, so I'm paying it. That he is I'm the ransom. He's right, the yeah. cost. He is the ransom. Yeah. Right. So he's both. <laughs> That's convenient. Why? Well, isn't why is there two? Well, like, yeah, I thought there was I mean, two. Why is it his kids? Because there's a huge difference versus whatever. Isn't that like a theological thing? I mean, what do you mean? God, God is God wants, angry or God is God wants, forgiving? God wants a is, personal relationship with us, but God, at the same God's point... In a, we're in God's we, image. Are we angry or are we forgiving? If but we're that's, that's something we would else, say the angry part of it. Angry about the it. angry part of it would be our brokenness. I don't think there is an angry part of oh, God. Oh, be angry. Is, is my, my personal perspective. And, and what I think regarding what Jesus reveals to us of the nature and heart of God is that we can look at this now and say this is what they believed they they genuinely believed that what they were saying was from god they i don't think it was necessarily propaganda that they just made up so that people would believe them i think that it was something that this is where they were at at the time there was a lot of influences around the a and e okay the a and e Oh, <laughs> we'll wait, Brett. Oh Brett Sorry, Brett's I forgot what I was. Can I do this? Can I do this? Huh? We'll do it live. Can I do that? Please. All right. I was out of my furniture, ready. man. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. The A and E. There we go. Okay. Sorry about that. So this is a very common viewpoint of how God functions. The more violent that <laughs> the nation is, the stronger their God is. Israel had a different perspective on it, but had a, that was a very common view of, of who God is. I think if we look at the scriptures and, and even look at how God revealed himself in the scriptures, at none of these points, really until we get to Jesus, at none of these points can you say, you know, Abraham is the father of Israel. So, so he had, he had the full revelation of God. And then the people who were listening to him afterwards had the full revelation. Well, no, because then we see different elements of God as he's revealed to, uh, to, you know, Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, and then Moses, you know, all these where God is continuing to reveal new aspects of himself. So when we look back, 
do the even ones- from those moments, you know, it doesn't mean that because Abraham didn't have the Ten Commandments that he didn't know God, he still he still right. understood God and had a relationship with God. I think that was probably something that's real. But now the people who are listening to Moses versus the people who, you know, Abraham's trying to tell people about God. Now Moses is telling people, he's got, he's got these rocks, you know, and he's, he's, now they've got a different understanding, a new understanding of who God is. Does that, it doesn't supersede, it doesn't doesn't negate the previous. Not necessarily, but you go back and then you see it from a different perspective. So what is that, what that, what do you do with the perspective of God that had a murder? Everybody in an entire that that was their city. understanding of who God is, but, it but that's wasn't. not actually who God is. And God's was the angel gracious. the one who is violent. Maybe the angel well, I mean, says go in there and kill everybody. Just, I mean, that's just part of the story. It could be God Himself saying that, yeah. as far as what they understood. Because again, this is just you know, like like Eric's been saying, this is a people who are trying to to find a story for themselves, trying to find meaning, trying to be able to place some sort of. Um, understanding to who they are and where they come from. And these people are having genuine encounters with the divine, I believe. But that th- doesn't mean that at that moment that was a full understanding that, that, that it was even understood correctly. You know, I've got, a, I've got, I, I like part of that. And then there's a part that I think is problematic. So what I like is we're putting it in context of the A and E. I'm not even ready for one I Oh, my gosh. <laughs> putting in full context of the A&E. Um, and I think that plays into the way the story is told. And this is like uh, historians have done research on this. So when other countries talk about battle narratives or war narratives, they say things like destroy them all. We killed them all. And it's hyper uh, hyperbole. Mm-hmm. They don't actually kill them all. And there's a lot of inconsistencies in the way the story's told. And so I think sometimes the like kill them all is is a hyperbolic statement. Kind of like if uh like Josh and I were in a soccer game and we won like five nothing, we would go, Oh, we slaughtered them. We didn't actually slaughter them. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just we're just saying that. And then there's inconsistencies too in the story, because there's some parts where it says, Go in and you'll drive the other nations out. Then there's parts where Jesus or where God says like to Abraham, he says, your descendants are going to come back here in 400 years because I'm promising this land to you and them. And you have to wait that long until the full sin of these people gets to its, to its end. So then that, that buys it. So I think there's no easy answer. That buys into the God's punishing them because he told Abraham he had to wait until their sin met its full level. And then um, you're going to be an instrument of punishment. Is that still what you like? No, that's, oh, that's what I like is the context. And I'm just pointing out, like, this is difficult because I think the language is something that they're, the language is familiar to that era, but not to this era. So things we read, we're reading current use of language into something that might not mean that. That's a good point. And, and I don't like, disagree oh my with God, that in the slightest. I don't think that but they're like, yeah, of course, every time you say you destroy a city, you say you kill everybody in it because you otherwise, how do you know you won? But they weren't really killing everybody in it. Yeah, but then, then but there's it, also but the scriptures says, actually write down and say that it does literally list women, elderly, yeah. children, infants, the donkeys, the chickens. Right. If it has air in its right. lungs, kill it. Yeah. So, I do point, agree with you. I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with you in the slightest. I, we're actually in agreement. That's yeah. part of my point. That's what that, I like about it. Yeah, that's what I like about your statement. So okay. What, don't you like so but also the other part if i can just finish that part so the, uh, the other thing is like there's the inconsistency to so you wonder if we're thinking of language the same way so he does say gonna drive them out but then we're saying oh he's saying i'm gonna kill them all then there's then he says kill them all and he says and don't intermarry with them well if you would have done the first part kill them all then the possibility of intermarriage wouldn't have happened so I think we're reading into it sometimes language that may may or may not be there. And I'm going to say may or may not because I don't know for sure, but I just think sometimes we're reading into that. And I think what it's about is like total commitment to God. And basically he is jealous of all other gods. And so these people, if you don't, if you don't drive them out or kill them, you're going to end up worshiping their gods. Which they definitely do later on. Exactly. <laughs> but there's also parts like where if people accept... Israel's God, they get welcomed in the community, like Rahab, 
like Ruth. There's a story of Ruth, and she's not of uh, of Israel either. Then the part I don't like about it is this kind of like duality of God, and you would, I think, to fully adopt your viewpoint, you would have to throw out the Old Testament. Oh, absolutely not. No, but but how do you then? I, how do you explain? So if you're saying this was their understanding or this was what they thought God was telling them. Was Moses not speaking directly to God, or was he speaking directly to God? That I mean, I can't specifically answer that question. I, I think that he, I think that you know, as I was saying before, that just he he believed he was. He had a relationship with the divine. He had uh, experiences that anybody at that time could have been having. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily just him. So I'm not. Like, as far as like specific events, like, did this really happen to Moses? Like, that's not really just a yes, I believe it did or no, it, it didn't. I think that, that this, the actual historical events probably looked a lot different than what we're actually reading because I think there is a lot of hyperbole. I think that there's, because it's not firsthand, these are not all autobiographical. Then, and again, some of them are told generations after the event that just like with any story you know this the story there's a truth to the story whether it's a hundred percent factual or not mm. you know so yeah. the, the historicity of the scriptures is not necessarily what i'm i'm talking about i, I think that we it's pretty archaeologically understood that the events that are, are discussed here didn't exactly happen like it's it's said. I mean, a lot of the time frames are pretty, you know, pretty close, and and a lot of these events did happen. But did it happen the way that it was it was said uh, is is questionable. But that's not even that's not even the point. The point is the scriptures or the nature of God revealed in Jesus. I don't think allows for an understanding that God actually commanded the 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 genocide of a people that's written in the scriptures and the way that we can, can balance those ideas and not just say, well, this was totally wrong was to say that God is revealing himself through the text. He has been from the, the early Jewish scriptures, you know, and, and is continued into the new Testament. So did Israel blow it then and just didn't do what God wanted? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like what we, uh, God is revealing himself through the scriptures, even in the, the mistakes and blunders. As Eric said earlier, it's a litany of failure. The Bible is like puts failure on display in a way that other religions don't. And I think that that reveals a God that's, that's way more gracious and compassionate than, than he is angry. And, and punitive. And I also think that he's gracious and compassionate enough to allow people to, to write down their understandings and their perspectives of who God is, what he was saying when they had these encounters and for them to be off and not be a hundred percent accurate in what they understood. And yet God still had the grace to allow that and allow us to see it now. And see that God has been gracious and compassionate. Even over we place all these terrible understandings of, of who God is, we th- thrust these things on as if this is who God is. Then how, how do you justify, or not justify, but how do you match that with when God punishes Israel? So like Moses, Moses' communion with God comes off the mountain and then they're all worshiping golden calf and God gets pissed. And like thousands of people die. And he tells, he tells one group says, you pick up your swords and then slaughter all these other people who are worshiping the golden calf. And they do it. Or a hole opens up in the ground and a bunch of people die. So he doesn't exact just punishment on other nations that worship other gods. He exacts it upon Israel when they worship other gods. Well, so, 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 so those are under, so did that of, either happen to them or not? Or, well, do you believe it happened to them? Yeah. As it, as it's stated, that they were worshiping the false idol, the golden calf. That if if the the nation didn't turn on themselves and and get slaughtered by their own people, then God, whoever didn't get killed, God just opened up the earth and and swallowed them up. Isn't that that's what you just said, right? 
Okay. Well, I don't remember. That's I don't remember the story. Go back to your, the story you said, like, right? So you're you're saying that's a that's just a false narrative. Like that didn't actually happen. That guy. That's not what I'm saying. I that. said, is that what you believe? Because you're, you're saying, do I believe that happened? Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yes. Because. So then, what? What are you, you saying? Because you were well, no, because you were just saying that that was two different things. That God was either going to have them. What I'm saying is, how do you? Or how do you say this story up? is them? This is a false understanding. Like they thought God was saying to kill everybody, so they also thought that God said to kill half the people that are worshiping a golden calf. But God didn't say that. I don't. I don't know. It's not no. a. I mean, I, I don't know that that's. Well, really, and, the, and the so, point, you know, I mean, in a way, I think it is. It goes back to the point of either we have now a modern understanding of what we want God to be based on how Jesus describes we think it is and and kind of going forward with our understanding of theology in the, in the way like we feel about the way things should be in our understanding of morality and stuff like that. So we want to then apply that to the Old Testament gods to either say, well, they misunderstood because this can't be how God would act. Right. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I mean, that's a choice to say that we think we understand better, like what it means. Um, as a, and, and then it's like, and then we're going to sort of decide which things we believe from the Old Testament that fit our narrative of how it should work versus trusting that narrative. Well, that's what we do anyways, Josh. We do. No, I, I know. And I do the same. I'm, I'm literally, I don't believe that the Bible is inspired word of God I'm not saying because trying of that reason. To, I'm, I'm not trying to say that, that we fit it into our narrative. I'm trying to say we, we look at it through what Jesus revealed. If we don't look at Jesus as the central focus of, of the Christian faith, then it's not a Christian faith. Sure. But Jesus said, yeah. I didn't come to change anything from the Old Testament at all. I came to complete it. So it wasn't well, done. Say, it needed more. He didn't say from sure. the Old Testament. Uh -huh. What you said from the law. Which is different from the Old Testament. Sure. Very different. It's from the Torah, which would explain the stuff from the first five books where they decide to kill each other over who's worshiping what. But it excludes this. It does exclude this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but the law, I mean, the law would say you have to stone somebody if they worship a false god. There's all kind of whack stuff in the law. Okay. Well, we then be able Jesus, to Jesus we said, I didn't come to change the law, and you're saying there's whack but then, stuff. But in then it. also, Jesus does change the law. He said, I didn't come to change the law, but you can eat whatever you want because you just crap it out into the street later. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus did say you can eat whatever you want. No, he didn't. He did. That was. No, Peter has a vision later also to recom. What Jesus said was, "What makes you unclean?" I mean, he said, "What makes you it's unclean what is what comes from your heart, not what you eat." So yeah, whatever you yeah. eat, you crap out into the gutter or whatever. It doesn't matter. But he didn't say. And he you implied can you, you can eat whatever you want. Did he? I he was he very Jewish. I mean, true, but he, he made it sound like you do all these dumb things because you had rules. But I'm God; you can do whatever we want. And, and which is I'm again us taking our modern understanding. And putting it back. I don't know. Sure. And I also want to highlight. I think he was saying that the point of the law is that this is how is it to help you. This this probably feeds into your point, the Brent. The point of the law is that this is how you should treat people, right? So it's not. It's not like so he's he's criticizing the Pharisees and Sadducees that were like overly legalistic mm -hmm. and didn't make room for mercy or grace or anything like that, and so it's like. Are you going to attack this person because of what they eat when it's really not what you eat that makes you a bad person? It's what you say that makes you a bad person. But in a way, then he says what you eat doesn't make you a bad person, which means the rule to not eat certain things doesn't make sense. And then it's also, then according, it gets even more. According to the hermeneutic of Josh. Hermeneutic. I mean, maybe, but also yeah. then when God revealed through Peter's dream that people can eat whatever they want, became we can eat whatever we want. And Peter had the dream that there should not be the rule for eating for everybody else. I'm going to go on a limb here yeah. and say the point of that dream wasn't eat whatever you want. It was, hey, the Gentiles can be a part of this too. That was, that was, I, I mean, sure, that, but yeah. it also implicated that you can eat whatever you want. And then Pete, Paul also said, bacon's back on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think it, I think it Paul also said later on that, you know, nobody should be covered by the Old Testament law except for the Jewish people. I think he's saying, so then he wouldn't be saying you can eat whatever you want. If you're Jewish and you want you to be should. Jewish, there, there's an identity to you. Sure. Yeah. And so 
I think but it's an whole, affiliation, not a moral thing. But part of the law, yeah, part of the law was basically like, I'm going to set you apart from all the other nations. Right, right. And you've got to do these things and demonstrate that you're back so to God has arbitrary rules that have nothing to do with right and wrong and good and evil. Symbolic. So I, Symbolic. eating, eating shrimp Jesus, is when, not evil. Killing the children of Jericho is evil. Yeah. But also eating shrimp is a sin. Killing the people of Jericho is not a sin. That's my point of what's fucked up. It's what God, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's what God tells you to do. It's, it's about obedience. <laughs> it's about obedience and to, yes. to one God that doesn't want you to serve other gods. You sound a little, but this is, sounds a little bit like Islam. Which, yeah, Islam would be, su- which would be a supersessionist religion too. They say they would supersede they took Judaism Jews and, and Christians and, Christians and yeah. took it one more level yeah. up. Level What's your up. description of total commit, total commitment of God? Like yeah. and above everything else, no matter what, yeah, is the is the premise of Islam, which means submission to God. The word literally means submission to God. I, I think that would well, be, and that's what but sucks that's about this story religion, is yeah. it's justified. It, this story gets used to justify all kinds of horrible things by right. Christians and probably and Jews later. But it also gets used through like it also gets crusades, used by Christians. Crusades. It also gets used by Christians colonialism to to say that what's happening to us is wrong. But God will overcome it. Hence, the Joshua fit the battle. Yeah. Right? It's, right. Like, God will help us overcome un- unbelievable odds in order to win. Which I haven't right. looked into it, but that's likely where the story came from, is somebody was retelling it who was in exile and was saying to the Israelites, hey, look, if God can do this, he can get us out of this. Of course, it never really happened the way that they wanted it to, instead of redemption coming from them destroying their enemies and ruling the land all the nations it came through jesus which was a really big surprise like everything that jesus did as the messiah would have been counterintuitive to how the jewish people thought it well, and, and sure, but that i want to go back to what you were talking about with with jesus fulfilling the law and and you know saying i didn't come to to uh, undo the law but to complete it the way that jesus revealed the the uh, a higher understanding of the the law of Moses completely turned everyone's understanding of who God is on its head. You know the Pharisees they had the law down, the Sadducees they understood the, the scriptures, and everyone just you know the rest of the, the Jewish people we can can conjecture just kind of left the religion to these holy people because they're they're doing all this stuff and when jesus comes and and says blessed are the and has the 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 beatitudes and you know he's he's including people he's he's turning this this understanding of who god is on their head and he says you know you've heard it said but i say so what jesus was saying every time he did that he wasn't he wasn't saying that this law was was wrong and i'm going to undo it he was showing the the full nature of what was really happening in these scriptures and even whenever jesus comes back uh from the dead after the resurrection zombie zombie <laughs> mode and he's walking with the the two men on the road to emmaus right. you know yeah and these guys are like Jesus is is teaching them. It says that he's revealing the law to them. And these guys who are students of the law, their minds were just blown. See, they understood the, the, the stories. But they didn't understand the heart. That's what I, what, how I take that to mean. And, and so if we could allow Jesus to be our rabbi and reveal the scriptures to us, my very strong suspicion is that if we were sitting under Jesus teaching, re- telling us the story of Jericho, he would not be saying, and yeah, my father said that. That's a big conjecture. So, so I understand what you're saying and it's attractive, but isn't there, there's a danger that I also, I, I mean, I'm, I encourage the same dangers. So I'm not like throwing rocks at you, but it's like, all right. So if he would say that, how do we not know then, if we can't trust the narrative of Joshua and Jericho, how do we trust the narrative of Moses? How do we trust the narrative of Abraham? Then, Because we how, trust the narrative of Jesus. But but Jesus is only interesting because he comes to fulfill all these things that happened before him. 
Otherwise, it could just be a lie that he never rose from the dead, right? So there, there has to be a buildup to him that makes it valid. And if all the earlier stuff is crap, and he, and he's like a unique person, there's not enough evidence to justify his. Well, unique I, I'm not. I'm not even I mean? saying that. That none. I, I'm not saying none of this is. I true. know, but the danger you know, is that if we only say certain we parts that we like, not? then the other parts we also don't. are just sus- so suspect. You know what I mean? The bottom line is we don't. So, I mean, so no. Mean, well, don't. so here's, we don't here's know a, which a, is a major challenge that oh, okay. most people who have grown up in the in the evangelical Christian world, one of the biggest hurdles that that we have to overcome is understanding the Word of God. Yes. The wait a minute, the, the Christian. No, no, no. Let me get there. Let me get there. I'm going there. Okay. <laughs> get, yeah, stop. Get I there. see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most evangelical churches, one of the primary tenets of faith is that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. The yeah. problem is the scripture does not refer to itself as the word of God. It refers to Jesus as the word of God. It refers to itself as the scriptures. Right. When we say, when we believe that the Bible is the word of God, we literally deify it because the scriptures say in, in John chapter one, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. The word of God is literally deity according to the scriptures. The word became flesh and the right. word became flesh. I agree, but, but isn't that a little circular? It is very circular, if though. You because that could be bullshit. Text, if this is nothing. How do you trust what was written there? <laughs> right. Oh, you have to assume no. that 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 was an an it's, accurate no, representative of what. So that's why I was saying the Bible. He's never said text. don't trust it. He's never said don't trust. Nobody's it. saying not to trust. He's the offering text. a differing understanding. Well, what about when sure. Timothy? What about in Second Timothy when he says all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching? Brett, have you Teaching ever? Teaching what? Brett. That's that's the question. And, well, and, and so when I, Timothy, and you're focusing still, on the wrong part. Have you it's ever part been? That says, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. You're focusing on the the second part of it. The first part says it is breathed out by God. God that's breathed. just but hey, listen. Yeah. That's just the that. Greek word for inspiration. Is it? Yes. Inspired by. Yeah. It just but, is the Greek when, word for inspiration. Also and it's the Timothy same word that, that would say. It's the same word that I would say if Josh tells a great dad joke. I would say, man, that was really inspired. That was inspired, bro. It's but, the same word. And also, word at the time, when he's referring to Scripture, the Old Testament is the only thing that exists. So, he's word not talking about the New Testament. Joke, just inspired. As I was saying with Noah, that's kind of what happened there. He he wanted justice because everybody was sinning except for Noah. And so, he got his justice by, you know, starting kind of a whole new but world. But, awesome. but, in, but then also with Jericho. Like, he was ruthless. He wanted justice about the people of Jericho, and that's why they all died, even the babies, even the women. Like, you know? I mean, to be fair, to God maybe a little bit, to be fair, everybody dies. Yeah. Jericho. Even, like, so, oh, oh my God, what all these people in Jericho died because a bunch of Israelites showed up and maybe stuck a sword in them early. Hey, everybody in every other town, everywhere else in the world, for the last two billion years however many people have been around on the earth they've all died <laughs> so maybe we also have like a little bit of like a human like i can't believe god told the israelites to go in and kill all those people and in god's view it's kind of like whatever they're gonna die in 50 years anyway which for him is like no big nothing deal. right <laughs> like <laughs> yes yeah, what we want god saying to all us. right the no sword of an israeli or you know you know, smallpox or old age or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're going to yeah. die. Let's do, let's just do a thought exercise. Right. This is Terry on the Oregon Trail. Right. Right. thought exercise because we're progressive now. So, um, Ooh. speak for yourself. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, because we're, know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm being a dick. Uh, all right. So, like, all right. So, how else do you go into another land and take it over without, Killing, driving somebody. out, enslaving somebody. Like, how does it even happen? Like, what's a different way to do it? Mm, you have a great idea. They have, like, blue jeans, rock and roll music, and you get them to buy into all that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh. cut loose. <laughs> <laughs> they worked on the Soviet Union. Well, <laughs> owned by the United States. No. Well, you do the, no, hey, but you we got them all on board the on with thing. capitalism by you do just the same thing. showing them great stuff. You do the same thing that the Europeans did when they colonized America. Yeah, you come in, you just murder everybody and say it's God's will. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, we don't I'm believe saying, that the, they, we don't believe that Europeans were actually following God's will when they did that. So why do we think? <laughs> yeah, the Israelites. Exactly. Were? All I'm 
All I'm doing is not trying to poke holes in anybody's understanding or perspective. You just be, trying to present shows about. I enjoy your challenging another, our thoughts. <laughs> present another perspective and say that you know it's it's not actually foolishness. Like the things that we're saying, this is we're not the other only people saying these things either. What? You know, this this is a perspective that is is valid. Like I also believe that the mission of Christ was to reveal the ruthless desire need that God has for justice. But I also believe that Jesus giving himself over to the, the, the brokenness or sinfulness of humanity demonstrates a justice that's not what we call or understand justice. The justice of man would be you sin, you die. But I think that Jesus showed us something drastically different. What, what what did he show us that was different? Something equally unfair, which is believe in me and you live. Sin all you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> that God, I'm not saying you're wrong. That I'm God was actually taking the punishment, not doling out mm. the punishment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think, I like that, that. but I think it's an example that he's, <clears throat> he's, yeah, what you just said sounds exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. My, but I see that as consistent with Old Testament God. And that, that justice must prevail. And I think the Old Testament is, is a typology that I, I think the Old Testament all points to Jesus. It's a typology of this is, you're going to the promised land. These people all worship other gods. This is disobedience. This is what happens to disobedient, to, to disobedient people. And then I, that plays out not only with the other nations, it plays out when Israel's disobedient. Then they get conquered and enslaved or killed. Or, and I think, or they can just sacrifice a goat every once in a while and they get away with it. <laughs> because, and why do you have to sacrifice a goat? Because <laughs> something's got to die. <laughs> because something has to die. Yeah, a goat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that right. just wipes it all away. You sprinkle yeah. a little bit on, sprinkle a little bit on the altar and it's good. It or doesn't make any sense. No, or, or, you, or, or your you, door frame. But that's, you, a, that's another form of. Believe in me, and you can do whatever you want. You act yeah. like you act like sacrificing the goat was no big deal. They're doing it all the time, all day long. Yeah. And then there's other instances where you like slice one in half and walk through it because you're taking an oath, and it's how serious like promising something is. So it's not like it was like nothing. Yeah, but it is. It's an animal. It's, it's a disgusting. big jump. For, it's a big jump from a, a goat to Jesus. That's a really, really, really big jump. It I'm is. just saying. And I'm I, just saying. And that's why oh, I'm no, saying Jesus, Jesus was the goat. I'm saying that is. <laughs> but that's exactly what I'm saying. That is a big good job. Jump. I was thinking like I'm this isn't a very funny that's episode. How serious, <laughs> that's how serious disobedience is. I don't. I honestly, I don't disagree with. But here's the thing. I know that that's a perspective. I, I know that that it's is the wrong one. A perspective. It's at least Brett's. I don't even think it's here's the here's the kicker. I don't even think it's wrong. I know, I'm just talking. Like I I'm okay. It might be wrong now. I'm okay Who knows? with it being wrong. I think this stuff is tough. This is the this is the yeah. core of what makes the whole thing difficult. And I right. thought we are the only people to ever wrestle with these questions. Really. Yes. I, we're the only <laughs> ones mind was blown. We're the only ones that drink alcohol and admit to it in a recording. Yes. Oh yeah. Somebody that's Martin that's, Luther. I think it might pretty yeah. pretty novel. I had somebody tell me it was sacrilegious today. And then I had another person really? while we were yeah, I had another person while we were recording say, Hey, send me your podcast so I can listen to it on my commute. <laughs> <laughs> they told you it was sacrilegious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, here's bold. All right, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I I wish we had that much credibility to be considered sacrilegious. (laughs) (laughs) Was like getting drunk, and I was like, the Bible doesn't say it's a sin; it just says it's unwise. Listen to episode two, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. I'm also gonna. Here's, I'll throw another uh, for me, just in general, just speaking, right? In general, the other thing that I think is problematic with this is that you're just doing the same thing that the Israelites did. Like you don't, you're just. You're just looking at a story and an experience, and you're you're doing the exact same thing they did. And for some reason, is why is yours more valid than theirs? Because more modern. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think it's all it's just evolved. Because well, I think it's because we're all well. There's there's been there's countless encounters with God that we can look to. From the script, not countless. It's right. counted. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I just think 
it's both. I think God is love, but God also has anger too. Well, like I don't, I don't know, I don't see why it has to be one or the other. Well, that's why I'm like, we're in God's image in that way. Humanity or or at people. If there is an anger, how could he not? Have you seen people? I know. <laughs> but what I think. What so I, then, are people just the just the uh, inconsequential? Then no, I mean, he's just no. Out I think his anger the, and he's got to either die. not care or hate us. There's no I way he could feel when, genuine when love. When God for us. sees people that are just absolute <laughs> douchebags and terrible, what we would view as terrible people. I believe that he weeps. I believe that he has mercy and compassion and desires That's to do nice. whatever sure. it would take to see that person restored. Except if they're not, they go to hell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Interestingly, I found that there was another, like, there's another, like, random ancient Near East Ding. Ding. story um, <laughs> where people march around a building every like seven days and then they destroy and kill everybody and it's wholly unrelated to the Bible. Really? Yeah. That's, that's kind of basic. That's because just about every story in the Old Testament has contemporaries in the A and E. Yes. Yeah. Ding. Can Shit. I ask a question? Like <laughs> yeah. in in all seriousness, back to this. If roll. if we were to if we were to just Read the teachings of Jesus. Would we ever believe that God commanded these things that we read in the story of Jericho? Sure, if you put it in a vacuum, no. But it's not in a vacuum. We can't do that. What's not in a vacuum? Jesus' teachings. Well, I mean, if it wasn't that Jesus was a member of the religion that taught these things, that's sort of yeah. Part and of the if confusion. he didn't use and if he didn't use the stories yeah, himself, this, if he didn't use the stories himself to describe what he was doing, yeah. right? Or he talks he did, about Jonah. Or he didn't go he into talks the about synagogues and read read from the scrolls, right? Yeah, yeah. But does that mean that that's? I mean, if there's a line the where Jesus said. God? Oh my God, you guys are totally off. The Old Testament, like the the law and the prophets, you like look through a glass darkly. You don't understand. I'm here to fix it all. That would be one thing. But he was like, listen, that's all true and right. And now I'm giving you the. But he said that. He doesn't say that about the understanding of it upside down. He completely shifts the way people see it. Sure. He shifts the way they see it. Yeah. But he's, he's explaining it as an expansion or, or a completion of that faith. Not that that was wrong. So then it adds credence to everything that happened before. Yeah. I guess my point is if like, and Paul makes it worse by being like a hardcore old school. But do you think followers of Jesus, if we were, if we were to like focus on Jesus, we don't, we don't see this. And if we want to, if we want to be Jews, then let's be Jews. That's Jesus was a Jew teaching Jews Judaism. So Jesus wasn't. Say like that three times teaching us <laughs> some <laughs> new faith, but he was shift. He was he was changing the way that they understood it. Yeah, and I think that we can still do that. But I don't think that Jesus was was even trying to get us to to see and stand up for this view of this angry God. It's interesting to see how adamant this conversation's been. I think that well, Jesus I mean, clearly was, the early was church consistently trying thought to that all mattered because we put it in our Bible. Otherwise, we would have went, I'm, hey, none of that stuff matters. It, Here's Jesus' well, who's saying teachings. it doesn't matter? Well, all that stuff's in there because people <clears throat> in political power decided it. It wasn't the early church. It was oh, part of it, politicians. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the... Brett mumbled something under his breath. He said, yeah, that's true. Oh, with, oh my gosh. Well, the early church, <laughs> the early church. I mean, in the sense that it was like the elders at the Council of Nicaea or whatever, right? Who they made were the Bible. politicians. They wanted their stuff in there that gave them authority. Everything that got put in there was for the purpose of giving themselves a thing. I mean, to be honest, I'm a big fan of the Old Testament not being there because I'm so annoyed by all these stupid If anyone's here and say that we shouldn't have the... I don't know. I'm, I'm, so I'm not saying that, I guess. I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed by American Christians who read the Old Testament and say, I mentally substitute the word Israel for America. And, yeah. you know, like, and I'm like, that's also, the worst idea. There's also idea. the danger of, of saying, like, the Old Testament, God's angry is because the Jews are... Are worthless and God doesn't care about the Jews anymore. Mm. That's, a, that's, that's, that's a dangerous. Thing. That's a dangerous slope. Mm. Well, that was the narrative yeah. that they always wanted to avoid. Well, like, oh, don't don't let. Well, there's some people that it gets this. down. There's like the the uh, the Gnostic guy. I think it was Marion, and he was basically like, "There's two gods. There's not just one god. There's this angry god, and then there's this really nice god." 
And that means we should reject everything that the Jews said. They're not the chosen people. Well, I mean, Martin, it leads, Martin it leads Luther down Hayden. to some bad stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah, for sure he did. Why was there what? Hayden. Yeah, he's pretty anti-Semitic. Oh. Because they wouldn't convert. He didn't like that. I'm and a big they, fan of that. They're the ones that killed Jesus. Yeah. Mm. There's a Romans. Mm, really good note Jesus. to end on. <laughs> so the, the one thing I appreciate about this podcast is progressive. We're really tearing down walls. Uh, uh, I love that you circled back to that Just like the Jews circled Jericho Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks If you enjoyed this episode Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes Or wherever you listen to podcasts A special thanks to our contributors Brett Hinkey Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, Jameson Stubbs, and Brent Henderson. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. In Season 3, she's tackling the 12 shame triggers identified by Brene Brown by having conversations around each one. This has been a Spitfire production. the greatest thing I've ever heard.